Hello, everybody. My name is Katie Ellison. The pronouns these are she, her, and hers. I'm a big voting advocate, and welcome to the second episode of Central Rev. Rev means register, educate, vote. Um, and this is a CM Life podcast I'm doing all about CMU students' questions related to voting. If you have questions, comments, concerns, hit us up. But also, we're here to answer those really broad questions that maybe circle around misinformation and disinformation related to voting. So last week, I had my very first episode, and I was joined by the lovely Norma Bailey, um, also a huge voting enthusiast and voting advocate and activist. Um, And she's actually a retired professor here at CMU. But we talked all about CMU's voting culture, how CMU's voting numbers lay out, who votes on our campus, who doesn't, and how has voting changed on CMU's campus. This week, I'm all riding solo, and I'm here to talk about Does My Vote Matter?, I'm going to answer a question every week, or at least try my best to answer a question. And this week is all about that one you'll hear all the time. I hear it when I'm tabling around campus with different organizations, if I'm registering students to vote at a voter registration drive, or sometimes even if I'm just wearing a shirt that has something related to voting on it, people will say, doesn't even matter. Politics isn't my thing. But most often I do hear, my vote doesn't matter, or the question, does my vote matter? We talk about it all the time. You can make a difference. Your vote is your voice. But does it? Spoiler alert that maybe isn't a spoiler alert given the name of this podcast or anything that anyone might know about me. Um, But yeah, it totally does. Your vote matters. Spoiler alert. End the podcast there, right? Um, (laughs) While this is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode, um, just to answer this question, you can tune out there. Surprise, surprise, your vote does matter. Um, But I'd ask you that you stay tuned in for a couple more minutes while I break down a lot of different instances in our country where people's individual votes did, in fact, make a difference. Um, Your vote is all of those things, right? Your voice, a difference, your power. Um, And so while I first want to lay out first and foremost... I am not here to discredit people that feel lost, that feel like this system isn't working for them, or that in a giant pile of votes, especially at the presidential, right, not even talking about the local level or state level, there's millions of people voting for president, vice president. Um, I don't want to discredit them or devalue their opinions. It is reasonable while incorrect. It is totally reasonable to feel like yours wouldn't be missing from the pile, Um I know, shocker, Um, coming from someone that's such a voting advocate um, that they're doing a whole freaking podcast about it. um, That's not to say that I think you shouldn't vote. God, no, you should absolutely vote. Um, But I just want to justify people's feelings. A lot of people don't vote um, for really good reasons. And I think there's power in listening to their stories about why they don't vote and finding a way that voting can be an avenue for them. Um, But yeah, I wanted to lay that out first, that It's understandable to feel like your vote doesn't matter, but it 100% completely, wholeheartedly, I promise you, your vote matters. So I'm here to break down a bunch of the different topics and times that throughout our entire country, throughout a ton of states, whether left-leaning, right-leaning, no matter who became whatever position they were vibing for, um, they they were elected by just a handful or sometimes even a single vote. So I'm going to throw it back all the way to the year 1998. Um, A Massachusetts State House GOP primary race ended in a tie after more than 1,700 ballots were cast. 
The winner was determined by a judge in this case. And as I'll break down a bunch of these different cases that this happened, um, sometimes, depending on the state, they might pick a little bit of a quirky or chaotic way to break a tie um, rather than just a revote or something. Sometimes, um, like in 1994, a Wyoming state house seat was decided by pulling a ping pong ball with the winning candidate's name on it out of the governor's hat. While that's a little non-conventional, I'm going to break down all of these examples to, again, amplify the power of a single vote or just a handful of votes. And I think one thing that's important to talk about as we're talking about this is the mindset of a vote not mattering is really problematic for our democracy. Your vote means so much. And culturally, if we are not understanding that we work together to work on this whole thing we call democracy, if we are not all in it together and all value each other in the same way, and if we're not understanding that in our democracy, we are meant to all have the same amount of power as citizens when it comes to voting. I'm not saying that's always the case. Unfortunately, another one of the various issues I'm hoping to tackle in this podcast is the ways that not everybody's vote is treated the same. But to make our democracy better, we have to treat all of our votes as if they are meaningful, powerful, and treat them the way they deserve to be treated. Now that I'm off on my little cultural tangent, I'll get back to the various examples. So as you can see, there's been a couple in the 90s, but this has been happening all the way since the very beginning of our democracy. But I think the more recent examples are a little bit more fun. Um, one of the most infamous examples, actually, and this is from a CBS News article, um, but I promise it was all across the country in the year of our Lord 2000. I was not even alive at this point. In 2000, Al Gore, who was running for president, narrowly lost the Electoral College vote to George W. Bush, who did become the president. The election came down to a recount in Florida. The presidential election, with millions and millions of votes, came down to a recount in one single state, where Bush had won the popular vote by such a small margin that it resulted in an automatic recount according to Florida's laws. So it was too close to count, too close for comfort. So even though um, it wasn't one vote away in this case, they had to recount. Um, and a Supreme Court case that eventually resulted in Bush versus Gore. I'm not going to get into all of the messiness with that. But in the end, it's important to know that Bush won Florida by 0.009% of the votes cast in the state, or just 500 and 37 votes. 537 votes helped decide the president. They were the tipping over point. That seems crazy, wild, right? And that's at the presidential level. That's our entire country. Had more, had just 600 more pro-Gore voters gone to the polls that Florida in November, there would have been, most likely, an entirely different president for 2000 all the way up until 2008. Think about how much that would have altered our country. Again, I'm not saying for good, for bad. That's not the goal of this. I honestly don't care in the context of this um, and don't have any opinions on it. But that alters the course of history. Just a few hundred voters in one state on Election Day changed our entire country for nearly a decade. Another example of that, in 2016, so almost two decades later, Donald Trump won Wisconsin by less than 0.8% of the vote. Now, it might seem like more, but that's just 23,000 votes. Again, in 2020, Biden edged out Trump by only 20,000 votes in Wisconsin. In Arizona, Biden had a really, really similar close win 
by getting just 0.3% more votes than Trump. And in both races, Wisconsin and Arizona played these really influential roles in that outcome of the general election. So it's hard to decide how a race will fall before it happens. Pollsters are really important folks, and I appreciate their work, but um, polling and all of that pre-election drama of trying to count out who's going to vote where, it's its really hard to know for sure, and none of it is guaranteed. So that's why, again, it's super important to cast a vote because you don't know how it will end up and you don't know how close it will be. And in a lot of these cases, again, the whole point of this episode is to say your vote does matter, um, whether it's super close or not. But the instances wherein elections are decided by just a handful of votes, I promise you, are so much more common than you would think. So... I'm going to do a speed run now. These are really gathered from NPR of some of the closest races in United States history. And we're just going to break them down really quick. And I just want them to sit with you and think that this could be any election coming up state, local level, or again, we've seen presidential examples already. In 2018, the Democratic primary for Baltimore County executive in July was decided by just 17 votes. 2016, a Vermont state Democratic Party was determined by a single vote of more than 7,400 casts. In 2016, a New Mexico state House seat was decided by two votes out of almost 14,000. A Wyoming state House GOP primary in 2016 was decided by a single vote, 538 to 582. In 2010, a state House race in Massachusetts ended in a tie, and the court ordered a do-over of the whole thing. And in the rerun, the Republican Peter Durant wound up winning by just 56 votes out of 8,000 votes cast. In 2014, a special election in Radford, Virginia for the Commonwealth's attorney was decided by a single vote again. It's just mind-blowing to me that there are so many examples, and I'm reading through a giant list of all of these different examples of look at one vote, a handful of votes, just a few. And you don't know if that vote would be yours. You don't know what election it could be in. And you don't know if it's your vote that's the tipping point. And again, it speaks to the power of a singular vote. Again, not to get too sidetracked, but there are just so many examples. 2016, the margin on election day for a GOP primary in the U.S. House for the fifth congressional seat from Arizona was just 16 votes. But after a recount, it did widen to 27. But still, 27 votes for a congressional seat. That's a really powerful position decided by a single classroom worth of folks. It's crazy to me that, I don't want to say it's crazy. Let me stop there. Again, as I said in the beginning, it isn't crazy to feel this way. As often as you hear people say your vote matters and your vote makes a difference, you probably hear friends or people passing by or maybe even certain politicians, I don't know who, but I think it's a common narrative, especially for young people, college students like you all, that your vote doesn't matter and it doesn't make a difference and you it's, it's not worth the hassle to vote on election day. So it's crazy that we hide this information. We don't tell people that there are so many instances where your vote truly does and could make a difference. My favorite example, though, I have to cover. It's a little chaotic. It's a little chaotic, of course. In 2002, a tie for county commissioner seat in Nevada was determined by drawing the highest card. Very Nevada thing to do, I would say. Um, and even better, both candidates drew a jack, but the Democrat drew a jack of spades, so he beat out the Republicans' jack of diamonds. I hope this brief listen gave you a little bit of insight. And one, I want to thank you for taking a couple minutes out of your day 
um, to listen to me talk about my favorite topic, voting, and why it's so important to vote. Um, I want to wrap back, as I'm hoping to always do, answering that question once again in a bit of a concise manner. I've given you examples of presidential elections that were really closely decided, as well as local, state, all across the board elections. Um, so, in conclusion, a single vote, your single vote, can and does make a big difference. I will be mindful of the fact that certain times in certain elections, your vote will have more of an impact. If less people vote, right, statistically, you're a bigger piece of the pie if there's not as many pieces in the first place. Um, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't vote at all. In fact, there have been more than a dozen races in the last two decades decided by a single vote and or ending in a tie. So absolutely, yes, your vote means so much. I understand if you feel like it doesn't. And even sometimes a little bit inside, I think too, my vote maybe doesn't matter too much, but I promise you that's the devil on your shoulder. That's the creeping voice in the back of your head. It is absolutely true. Your vote does matter. Your vote does make a difference. And if you do vote, I just want to say thank you. You are making our democracy a little bit of a better place. And even though it might sound cheesy and a little mushy and gushy, it is absolutely true. Your vote matters. Thank you for tuning in to the second episode of Central Rev, Register, Educate, Vote, a CM Life podcast. I've been Katie Ellison. I am beyond grateful for taking a couple minutes out of your day to listen to one of what I feel like is a super important topic, especially now with elections coming up in November. Your vote is your voice. I hope you use it, and I hope you learned a little something from this episode. As always, if you have any topics or questions that maybe you're concerned about and you want to see me or anyone else talk about on this podcast, um, feel free to reach out. I'd love to really be a resource for students. This is all about them and trying to meet them and meet them and their needs. So reach out. If you want to join me on the pod, say hey. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you next week.